0: Central.com.
1: Welcome to my latest podcast. My name is Rosie Mutena, a.k.a. the Afro-Yiddish Princess. And my podcast is titled Apan Pan-African Connect, where I talk about my three passions in life. That is woman, Africa and the, the arts. And today it's all about a Waka explosion. For the first time ever, I've got two of my Waka stars, not from the same country, in studio with me, talking about our brand, talking about what we plan to do in the future. And from South Africa, we have Jerome, who's a TV presenter, actor, MC, speaker. He's been everywhere. Um, also as well, uh, NBA, Nike, um, brand ambassador. And then all the way from the pearl of Africa, Uganda, We have Miss Sheila Gashumba, aka The Little Stunner, who's an award-winning TV presenter, global host, AfriCell brand ambassador, Coca-Cola Uganda digital influencer, and the list goes on and on and on and on. Waka stars, Waka babies, welcome to the studio. Thank you. How are you finding Johannesburg, Sheila?
0: Well, I love it here. Mm -hmm. I prefer Cape Town, though. Mm -hmm. But, you know, South Africa is like, come to me. I love it. It's always a great time. I've never been here and I hated it. Never. And Mm. I don't think it will happen anytime soon.
1: (laughs) I think you are. You're enjoying it quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Let's start with you, Jerome. Um, Before you came into the limelight, I mean, you've come from very humble beginnings. You were raised by a single mother. Um, It could have gone either way. You could have gone down the, the 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 gang, the drug route, and whatever. What kept you focused as as a youngster and and to where you are now?
2: I just think the the love of sport, mm-hmm. the the love of people, and knowing that you can definitely make it out of any situation if mm-hmm. you focused. Yeah. Um, my boy Vincent, who plays professionally for for Cape Town the Mountaineers, actually in Tunja, Yeah. Um, he he's doing a new ad, and in the ad, I read an article he did. He's like. If you look left, it's drugs and things. If you look right, it's crime. But if you stay focused, your dreams can become a reality. So yeah. in Afrikaans, Shane always used to say get work clappers. Mm. So like a horse if you if you put on things on the side, yeah. you don't you, you don't focus on what's going on around you. Yeah, so, don't get distracted. Yes. So I think I, I told you about the encounter where I had with the with the with the drug dealer, mm. which was really scary. Tell it, to tell me. us tell what us happened? about that, yeah. So um because I'm cool like that, like you, this girl <laughs> say I'm handsome, <laughs> was, you know, everything. So, back then, I, I was a young boy, like, uh, about to finish matric, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And, uh, in 2004 5, I think. And then, uh, I got caught up in Gamla. Gamla was like, one of the biggest, like, you know, like, mm. you know. And then, like, in, and then, when you're in Gamla, like, you're the person, you know. So, it it, it was, it was, I love this guy, and this guy loved me, you know, in, in, in ways that was cool, you know. And yeah. then uh, one day I, I just, like, you know, seeing these things with drug dealers, and we went to his place. Fast forward because I got the girls and everything, and mm. I, I saw, like, an equivalent at the time, like, 80,000 rand. Wow. A lot of my, in, like, five minutes just being on the table, like, pfft. And, and you looked, were young you know, and impressionable at young, the time. you yeah. know, and I mean, I watched this series like Knuckles and seeing how Pablo they make that money. So it's understandable how people can make money like that qu- quick, you know, mm. but I was like, it's not a life I wanted to go. It's not a life I wanted my family to be in. And my family found out about it. Mm. And my grandfather gave me that also made some and he told me that if you choose this person, it's fine. You can go on, make that quick money, do whatever, you mm. know, but you cut us out. We wow. no longer your family, you let go, we nothing to you, we're dead from you from that moment. Wow. Everybody cuts you out, you know? It's because like, like we work hard. We don't have everything in life, but we work hard and we try and do things for you. And to me, family was always very important. It's it's what I wanted to do. And like I always say, it's 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 a blessing how God has things in store for you yeah. later on in your life, you know, and so it was later on finding that like, your big brother's like, such a successful soccer player. And, mm. you know, things just come together in certain ways. And I think that if I've chosen ways like that... You wouldn't I got, be sitting here. Yeah, and Bob from Sky threatened me. Because once Bob found out, Bob was like, Hey, you're going to lose the NBA if you keep on hanging out with the people like this. We're going to mm. tell the NBA what you're doing. And to me, I, I got scared because there's so much people that it was hard on me. It yeah. was still hard on me from the NBA. And it's like, if I lose this, I I make, I make a lot of money. But I stand a chance to lose... Stuff in my career, so I'd mm. rather work for things the hard way. And at the end of the day, I always believe that we're gonna come out to the yeah right right place. Yeah, yeah?
1: I'm gonna we want to touch on the NBA in a bit, but but Sheila, from your upbringing, I mean, you you came from a very privileged background. You got a a very influential father. You went to international schools, yet you're incredibly hardworking. You haven't used that privilege. If you want to say on the negative side, because I mean, mm. a lot of w- girls in your, in your position would have just turned out to be princesses and expected everything laid out on, on a silver platter. What kept you motivated and, and so, so ambitious and, and, and so, and so strong willed? I mean, you, you're young.
0: I feel like you can still be a princess while you're working mm. hard. I'm still a mm. princess anyway, but <clears throat> well, for me, it was just about, um, loving the finest things in life. And you can only get great stuff if you work hard. You know, there's everywhere you go, they ask for money. Mm. They don't ask for beauty. They don't ask. (laughs) I wish they did. You know, I don't know where I would be probably in Greece on a holiday somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, well, you know, when I was growing up, I was reading a lot. My dad used to make me read like tons of books, not just friction books, mm. but motivational books. And they kind of helped me mm. as well. And also the surroundings that I was with, I, was, uh, I am surrounded by very hardworking, you know, people, most importantly, my father. Mm. And you you always become like the first five people that you're around. Mm. So, yeah, I literally had to step into his shoes and I just love being independent. I feel like it's sexier, mm. you being a diva, but you're independent. Yeah. I'm not saying I don't want more money, free money, though. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you're a Dustler, a diva who hustles, baby. Yeah. A Dustler. dustler. I a dustler. didn't know that. Yeah, nice one. I'm going to put it is. in my
0: Instagram yes. bio.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs>
1: Dussler. A A baby. A diva who hustles. <laughs> so Jerome, MBA, um, they found you. And this was your start for your love and passion for basketball.
2: How how did that happen? In uh, 2004, my mother was very strict. She always wanted me to go to Sky and... I always wanted to act, so Sky's like this after school program, right? Mm. And I thought it was boring. I was like, yo, what am I gonna do there? Like mm-hmm. when I heard they had acting and stuff. So again, like I say, God's plan. So my idea at Sky was to go and join like acting and do drama, right? Mm. And then I heard I watched the show and the NBA was there, you know, and I was like, What? The NBA like in my casi, the NBA is here. So I joined <laughs> and I was like, Bob, when's these people come back? And they're like in two thousand and five, next year, which was a year and I was like, Oh my gosh, and Bob was like you got to work hard at school If you work hard at school You pass good grades You know Because mm. for us from the hood It's very big when somebody Gets good grades And he's like You're going to meet these people So in 2005 Met the likes of Todd Jacobson uh, Kathy Behrens uh, Father Fee and Marcus Camby Who was a player at the time uh, Eva, Zoe, Canby, and, and the rest of the people, and these people liked what I was about—the big mouth and uh, everything else—and uh, from there, it, it's taken off. From there, yeah. you know, being put through school by the NBA as well.
1: Yeah, you—you um, you went to Boston School, so yes. w- what did you study?
2: Uh, media, media production. Mm-hmm, yes, mm-hmm. it was my thing. Radio was actually what I wanted to do. Yeah. So, and then I, I always my my thing was I always just wanted the opportunity to go to school in a better environment. My yeah. mother couldn't afford to put me through school, and here's the NBA, and I was like, I want to come show these kids in in the suburbs that us kids from the ghetto actually has the same drive. We're mm. more hungrier. We wanna fight. And I graduated at at the top of the radio class, which was something really. Precious to me up until this day through the mm. adversities I had to come through at at, at the school. And, and, and
1: when you, I mean, you're being very humble in your approach. Your adversities were were, pre- were pretty high. You know, yeah. you, I mean, you, 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 came, you came from an environment where a lot of kids would have just said, okay, well, you know what? I'm actually just going to take the easy route out. And, and you need to be, you need to pat yourself on the back about that because it's very, very admirable of, of where you came from. And, and the fact that you've also, you've rubbed shoulders with some of the giants, literally and figuratively. <laughs> yes. You know, um, you know, somebody at your age, a, a boy from Elders, who, who, who was then taken to, to, to New York City, um, and, and emceeing an MBA event, which, as we know, there have been a lot of haters about that. <laughs> you know, I mean, what was, what was that like? Your first experience on, on a plane, your first experience leaving mum and, and, and entering this, really huge international world.
2: Okay, so in in 2006 it started my, my plane journey started With city of South Africa Yeah I went to Suzy G And we met Jerome Williams At the time Who yeah. bought me my first pair Of Nike Air Forces In the States And then with With the BWB thing I met a, a brother In Russell Butler And I'm like You're taking me to the States He's like You want to come I'm like Yeah I want to see A white Christmas Like that. <laughs> and then I started the, the thing was like Well you say Andrew, You get so comfortable Because mm. you always think That people will be there So then I met Karan Butler now And I'm mm. like Karan you like my father He's like Cool Slim I'm like I want to go to Washington And <laughs> And, you know, this is the type of guy who's having parties with Kim Kardashian at these parties. Like, looking at the cars, the houses are like, wow. And this guy loves, but he grew up, the, a lot of why we're we so close is how mm. we grew up, you know. And I got complacent in it. And then God gave me two disappointments. I was supposed to go to All-Star, but it didn't happen. I was supposed to go to Quran, didn't happen. Question God, why? Mm. Why are you doing this? I'm slim. This is not fair. Like, mm. you know, I want to do and see this. And then in, in 2012... That's when it started. Going to Orlando was special. MCing mm. these events, seeing a lot of my, my players. Kemba Walker was at the event. So Kathy them always believed I could be an MC on a bigger scale. Yeah. So MCing like the special Olympics game with the Kemba Mutombo and those type of guys there was something special and it was preparing me for eight years. Mm. So twenty fifteen the game came to Africa and I thought I could MC but I was like, No wait, it's not your time, right? And but I MC mm. the BWB, which was the curtain raiser of the thing and yeah. then this year it comes that they wanted me to do fan zone at NBA they wanted to do things and the community stuff and, and it's all about
1: grabbing those opportunities when, when, you, when you've got them you've got to be yeah. ready
2: you always got to be ready yeah. and then I phoned Tara, who's like the mother, she's like you. Mm. And Tara, I'm like, Tara, these people want to book me for this, I want to do things as well. She's like, Slim, okay, we're gonna do She figures this out, calls me back on WhatsApp the next day. She's like, Slim, there's three things you're gonna be doing. I'm like, okay, she's like, you're gonna do fan zone, mm. you're gonna do community thing, and you're doing the game. But like, this is how she speaks, the game. I'm the like, game. Wait, what? <laughs>
0: the game. Yeah. She's
2: like, yeah, you're doing the, g-. I'm like, the game, game. <laughs> she's like, the game. I'm like, and then there was Mark Ayrton, who believes in me so heavy, and Joe Litvin, mm. and, Being able to be there and and being ready and seeing other African superstars Mm. and just being this boy from the hood who's now on this stage with like 100 million viewers across Africa is like... Wow. Mind blown. You know and what Rosie <laughs> says is what kills people is that I'm still so humble I-, I shy away. I'm not a person that goes Shire?
0: like No I'm- <laughs> No, <laughs> you not like know, that, come
2: on. <laughs> but what I do, I have a thing where I don't like to get a big head Because if you yes. get lost in it, mm-hmm. Nah I start to feel like I'm I'm that MC, I'm that thing. Like yeah. you didn't do what I don't talk to me, that type of thing. But I I always just try and be happy about what I do and who I do it for and I always do it for my late mom. I do it for the the kid in the ghetto mm. who grew up like me and just to motivate the other kids. So that was really something yeah. special and something my biggest gig Indeed, yes yes and the,
1: and the start of many but 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 talk about opportunities i mean sheila your your first opportunity you 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 walked into to what was a wbs for something else and then you decided that you actually needed that job yeah
0: <laughs> tell us well i didn't actually need the job i just say tell,
1: tell, tell us the story about how you got there what 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 brought you to wbs and how old were you at 10 or 11
0: eight
1: eight yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah.
0: so anyways i'm a daddy's girl so i'm always moving with him like Mm. he's my handbag i'm his handbag Mm. and that time that year um there was this girl who had got Mm. brutally banned by her stepmother Mm. and then my dad decided to come out and help Mm. but they needed way more money than he could actually help so they had to do a fundraising that man going to different tv stations and radio stations to, you know, ask people to fundraise for, for the for the girl. Mm. And, you know, he carried me to one of the, you know, the interviews and I was seated by the lobby and there was these little kids. Um, I was a kid then mm. as well, <laughs> you know, doing the short links. They call them links, you know, yeah. for TV. So I'm whispering to my dad like, oh, I can do better than that. Mm. So the producer hears and says, what? What, like, you think you you can do better? I said, yeah. So she mockingly told me you know, grab the mic, say Mm. something, and I did it, and she's like, oh, please come back tomorrow, (laughs) you know, so that's how it was, and then it was a kids' show, and it was about, like, kids' events, Mm. then after that, they decided to have kids' news, where, you know, and they made me an anchor, Mm. like, from a reporter to an anchor, so I outgrew that I became a teenager, and then they moved me to the next TV show, which was uh, Teens Club, yeah. And then after that, I feel like it was a whole gradual process mm. anyway. So after Teen's Club, um, I think my dad was getting so many mixed feelings, like, mm. oh, maybe she's, you know, she's gonna get into this too much, mm. so time to concentrate on school. Yeah. So I, st- I stopped being on TV for maybe two years. Okay. So when I became 16, I threw a very big sweet 16 party and my dad, you know, invited media mm. and um N T V came as well. Mm. The presenter then on Teen Nation came to the, the Sweet 16 party and then the producer was interested, like, oh, this girl, I think she was on TV, right, before she should come back. Yeah. They felt like I was cool for the show. I'd bring a different vibe of, you know, kids, mm. like teenagers, like maybe the cool teenagers from international schools because I was – in international schools The style they, the, the producers they just generally loved my vibe Yeah And yeah, I started, you know, working on T-Nation Now working on T-Nation, of course I felt like I was outgrowing the show Because mm. I was now 19 mm. And I was becoming 20 So the, uh, one day the boss calls me and The production manager actually calls me And says, you know, there's this show called NTV The Beat It's uh, Monday, to Friday, live mm. show And we feel like you should be on the show and get the exclusive access behind the scenes, music videos, studio sessions. Mm. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Because I loved the show. I used to watch it every day. It was like my dream TV show. Mm. And I was not out here hustling and begging to be on it. Like they literally thought I would be the right. Yeah. I, uh, they needed my energy as well. Yeah. Then this year, you know, I get a call still from, you know, uh, one of the people at NTV. They're like, oh, Sheila, you know what? You have so many people who follow you because of your style. You should Mm. be on Style Project, Mm. which is the biggest um, fashion TV show in Uganda. I mean, these things just keep popping. I'm not sure what God, I think God is always up there and is like, oh, maybe I should add her one extra thing. Yeah, One extra thing. So that's how the journey has been. But the thing is, I think for both of
1: you, because you're in line with your your vision and -hmm. you understand your brand and you understand the importance of the industry and the passion, um, which a lot of people fall off. So it's all about, you know, preparing yourself for those opportunities when they, when they arise. Um, how have you kept your brand so relevant over the years?
2: I think just pacing myself. Mm. I didn't... You, we always spoke about it. I think if I jumped into everything too quickly, I would have been spat out very, yeah. very... I already like, say that. Yeah, well. you know, so I just, I just try and take my time. I see what's good, what's working. Mm. Mm. I, I, I'm a do, like... Amadou I I love him, like uh, the, the the guy from NBA Africa was like yeah. a father figure, mentor, always said that success is like a plane. You don't, you just, you, you know, let it take off nice, you get there, but yeah. don't always think you've arrived. And I think what happens in the industry, a See, lot that, of...
1: That's important. Don't always think that yes. you've arrived. Very, a, lo- very true. A, a lot
2: of artists in the industry feel like like, like we've arrived. If me and mm. Sheila was on a different thing, if we didn't vibe like we were, we'd probably, if we didn't have bad vibes, like, you'd mm. be like... I, I don't have time for this <laughs> yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. You know, she's you get she'd be like this South African rapper, yeah. and we just clash, and i will be like on Twitter, like this person just you know. <laughs> but but we both very humble mm. in a sense. I feel that, and, and we we respect our crafts very well. Yeah, we understand why we're doing what we're doing, and we we know. You see, when you know who you're doing it for, and yeah. it's very special. So the kids look up to me, mm. so I need to remember that as my brand. I've now become a role model to kids that don't even know me. So Mm. that's why when you travel across the country, you still find kids that love you, that love what you're about, that aspire to be like you and understand what you're doing. So if I do something bad, Mm. if I'm caught now in a club having sex or something, Mm. and a young kid reads about it, it shatters that kid's dream. and be like, Slim is like, I didn't aspire to be that person. So it's very important to always remember who you're doing it for so I know what I'm doing it for what I want to achieve out of this thing. And I'm just basically the most important like you as well. I think I'm I'm enjoying what I'm doing.
1: Yeah. You know, Sheila, Uganda is still an emerging market in terms of, of the Mm -hmm. entertainment. Social media is just like taking its storm. Mm -hmm. Um, and And, and I mean, with the time that I spent in Uganda, I saw a lot of people, especially in the social media space, posting the wrong thing, putting the wrong image out. How have you maintained a concrete and credible brand because it's very very easy to get mm-hmm. caught up into into that environment and and understandably that you know as I said it's an emerging market so they still you are still learning like we like we did a couple mm-hmm. of years ago but how have you managed to to grasp that international passion?
0: Well, <clears throat> the always say you know what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I feel like um, there's a point where I was like you know what why is it always Sheila mm. that that is in the blogs all the time, the newspapers. So mm. one day I was added to a media group chat and then I asked them, I was like, you guys, you're always on my case. They're like, yeah, because you give us traffic, mm. you you get it. When we write about you, the traffic is too much, we get sponsors. <laughs> and I was, I, was, I was actually thinking like, is this guy like literally okay? Is that the best reason you could give me? Yeah. And then there's this guy one time who, who wrote about me and uh, an artist that I'd never even met mm. So I called the guy and I'm like, yo, what's this story? And he was like, come on, Sheila, of course I had, I had to write about you like mm. you're the only one who is. don't you see the traffic on the page and yeah. no, I'm like you're ruining my image out there so I, I came to a sense that people do stuff maybe for their own reasons yeah. but guess what numbers don't lie I mean from social media when these companies want to work with you mm. you know the social media is there to reflect your story is there to reflect you know the hard work is there not mm. everyone pays attention to you know negativity it's just a small scale of people who are probably are not busy yeah. with their lives yeah so at the and end also, of also you
1: must also take into to- to consideration that these are people who haven't chased their dreams exactly, so that's where also a lot of the hatred comes from. Is that well, they didn't have the guts mm-hmm. to dive in and, and, yeah. and delve into it. But then also, there are people who are sitting in awe who are like, "Wow, well, she did it, or he did yeah. it, and he got out." Yeah, you know,
0: and you know, you know, time, you know, time reveals so much to us. Everyone mm-hmm. just has to sit back, relax. And see how far, you know, life takes you. Yeah. You know, yeah. your journey as a person, your work always speaks for itself. You don't have to go out there, you know, blow your, your trumpet. It and speaks. And prove yeah. Yourself. yeah. The people who, make, people who are professional to a certain level know they see, mm. you know, there are always people who are seeing you working. Next minute you get a call. Like, after sale, it was so weird. Like I was there and, one of the bosses there texts me on, um, on Twitter mm. like, hi, Sheila, I would love to have a meeting with you just like that. Mm. And the weird thing about afri I'd been using it since it came to Uganda. Oh, wow. So I was like, mm. hmm, these people are saying, yeah. you understand, you don't even know, most people would probably say, oh, it's because Sheila has connections or mm. because Sheila's mm. dad has money, or because yeah. Sheila's dad is connected. It's not about that all the time. Mm. It's probably never even in the picture. Yeah. And you see, yeah. and
1: that's why my initial question to you is that because a lot of people who aren't educated or knowing about mm. you just think, well, it's this pretty little princess. That's why she gets where she gets. Yeah. Yet, if you, if you were pushed into those places, you would never have been invited by Channel O. Yeah. You would never made the BET red carpet.
0: They don't even know who he is, hey? Yeah. Like here in South
1: Africa. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, no. so, so hard work pays off. But mm. also giving back. You know, um, Slim cares. Let's let let's talk about what what Slim cares is about, and 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 what what your initiative is, and what 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 we can do to to improve that.
2: Slim Slim cares is basically for the child that grew up like me, mm. the child that had a dream, that has a dream, that wants to achieve something but never will mm. until one day somebody just comes along maybe a Sheila maybe a Rosie maybe a slim that mm. smiles at you and tells you they love you and they want to do things the funny thing is one day one girl asked one of my boys MK during in a thing like do I become a doctor or do I become like slim and give back
0: and mm. I was like Aww, oh wow like, that's so sweet you know sweet. so <laughs> to me
2: that was like saying i'm i'm doing something right so just trying to give different kids the first time experience that a child in the suburbs would have on mm. an everyday basis mm. bowling going to the zoo swimming you know doing something that they'd never get White to Christmas, do White Christmas the one you had yeah. <laughs> White Christmas yeah so the funny thing was I was I was I was actually with Rosa saying with the haters the, mm. Some haters just don't like seeing that you do good. Yeah. you making someone else smile. You're making someone else smile. They mm. think you're doing it because of the wrong reasons or. Or you're you trying to get be...
1: publicity. And, and it's not even about because. And I, people don't realize is that, you know, that time that you're going out there, it's you know, it's not on the dime. Yeah. You're
0: not getting paid anything.
2: That's mm-hmm. what so I'm yeah. saying. You're, you're
0: actually giving out. You're yeah. not yeah. getting yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. Only blessings from God. God. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. So Trevor was there in the interview and this girl really touched me. She's like, yeah, Slim, you celebrities, y'all tell us how we got a thing. But people are posting cars, people's posting money. People's, but I like Hey On my social media I don't do that mm. I would never yeah. If I got a big house I would never post it If I get 20 cars I'd never post it mm. That's not a, I don't want to sell Dreams to a kid Because these kids Look up to us And what we do yeah. On our social media And that's media.
1: Uh, they said they're the problem With that instant gratification
2: yes. So I, I just feel like I always just try And show people that Hey do this Assist the child Be there for a person mm. Because I did a thing In, in Port Elizabeth mm. Where I said where, where Sheila Looked like she'd be from And <laughs> you know It was very sad Because mm. These kids, some kids would cry, bro, and they're they not used to getting anything. Mm. So to them looking at it and the shoes they had on and the thing, I was like, whoa, like, this is really good school I came yeah. to. So it's basically just trying to give back where I can and help the other kids. Uh, Malum cat who's a big time rapper and a friend of mine, once we spoke about doing a school shoe thing in, in ways from Durban as well. Because I'm just trying to grow it across the country so that one day the biggest funders can mm. come across and just... Help, me. Because my boy Princeton always used to say, Slim, if you were a millionaire, imagine what more you'd do what for all could, of these kids we, where, you know, and what you're going to do. Yeah. You know? So I just feel like I'm just trying to alert the people and say, yo, come along. I'm not here mm. for you to do stuff or give me your money. Yeah. I'm not going to steal your money. I don't want it like that. I but, just, but
1: I think, I think you know, let's let's just be candid because, I mean, yeah. this goes out to, to a lot of corporates yeah. out there. If we had a wish list for Slim K's for, for Christmas 2017, yeah.
2: what would we need? Toys. All right. Toys R Us, so you're hearing. food, food, <laughs> food, food packages. There's one thing which was really touching. Mm. Uh, I did 60 meals for 60 families and had wow. out like 60 chicken packs, right? Because I okay. felt like think- Thanksgiving, that was my Thanksgiving. So these family could sit down and just have a meal together. That's how mm. big I am. And one of my nephews in the, in the States, Howard Isley, his mom is very close to me. His dad used to play in the NBA and he managed to fundraise like what was it six thousand US dollars and we were able to now have 300 meals for 300 fa- 600 right. meals for 600 families wow. and 300 toys for 300 kids so wow that's stuff powerful. like that yeah yeah
1: Sheila one of the things that, that's that's a big problem here and, and I noticed it's it's, it's, a, it's a problem around the world mm. and with that instant gratification especially for young girls and South Africa they've coined the horrible term of, of blesser sure. but what 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 advice would you give to to young girls out there who want who want to 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 to, to, to gain all, all um, and, and 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 succeed?
0: Well, um, I feel like you know, uh, young girls should always be focused.
2: Slay queens. Mm. <laughs> you
0: guys, you know about slay queens yeah, in South Africa? Yeah, we do slay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I mean, like for me, I don't. I, I feel like it's what is a slay queen mm. anyway? But going back to the to the question. I feel like, you know, young ladies, they're easily, ladies are easily, you know, driven off mm. than men. And, you know, it all starts from maybe admiring too much, mm. but you don't want to work. Yeah. You yeah. understand? So, when everyone, when they're growing up, they always dreams, little dreams, small mm. things. Like, when I was young, I wanted to be a lawyer. Mm. Next minute, I wanted to be a dancer, like dance for Beyonce or mm. Rihanna, mm. you know. So, um, I feel like whatever you try try so much to feed your mind with the right energy, yeah you know with you know with the right you know with the right um how should I call it like with the right energy, starting from what you read, mm. what you watch, who you're with mm. it it's all collective effort to a girl yeah and girls need to stop admiring so much of what mm. they cannot they cannot reach at that certain you know, point in your life. I'm not saying you can never be a star. I'm not saying you can never drive a good car. Mm. But always live within your means Mm. what you can manage to give to yourself or to have. Yeah. And... They should also stop thinking that, you know, men will make you what you've always wanted to be. Yeah. You know, that's what it is these days. Blessers, you mm. know. Yeah. People's dreams are not even to have a great job and good, a good paycheck. Yeah. People out here looking for blessers, sugar daddies, yeah. someone who is just there with money. But all those things come with so many problems. Diseases, yeah. you know, drama. Yeah, yeah so... Um, I feel like it's always good for someone to be very, fo- very focused. Yeah. If you're out there and you want to be a lawyer, you want to be a pilot, mm. ETC, you should always walk in that direction. Yeah. Don't leave the direction. I'm not saying life is perfect. There are always ups and downs. Yeah. Mistakes here and there, but always keep on your ground. Mm. Yeah. So that's the message I have from, for the ladies. Yeah. yeah.
1: And in terms of, of, of girl, child and woman empowerment, what, mm. what, what, what ideas do you have in incorporating your brand moving forward?
0: Well, you know, education is very important Mm. for, you know, a girl-child and being exposed in the mind. Yeah. Because every time you're not exposed, someone's going to come and lie to you and Mm. say, you know, this, that, that, that. But if you're educated, and that's what we're going to work on, educating, you know, the girl-child, and we're going to be, you know, scouting for young girls Mm -hmm. who have big dreams and they're very focused in school, but Mm. then they cannot reach their needs. Right, You know, so we'll be, choosing out, picking out, you know, a, f- a few of them, probably mm-hmm. starting from like 20 to maybe 50. Yeah. And then. Giving them scholarships, Yeah. and then also you know giving the girl child. We've been having a problem of sanitary pads, mm. which is a natural cause. You know to go into your menstrual yeah. cycle. It's a it's a and natural cause. And so cause.
1: many girls across the continent are, are missing school because of it, which is ludicrous. Yeah, exactly
0: because of it. So we're planning on doing you know giving back. Not mm. only in Uganda, it's in Africa.
1: Yeah, mm.
0: even here in South Africa, you know mm. and. Well, like health is important as well mm. to to a girl child as you're growing. Yeah, and there's some stuff like I don't I believe that you know that shouldn't even be a problem. Yeah, yeah. In in the the girl section, yeah. so we're doing that, and also I'm working on a project as well to start doing a child, uh girl child empowerment. Yes, into different schools. We'll yeah. be doing like a school drive. Uh, tour that I'm going to be working on with a couple of companies and mm-hmm. just literally talking to the, you know, to the girls and telling them that, you know, you don't wake up flawless. Mm. Even Beyonce sang about it. I think, mm. she, yeah, yeah, you don't wake up and you have all the makeup, you have good shoes, mm. you know, it's all everyone has a story. Everyone who has made it has a story, yeah. and
1: everyone has a bad day. It's and not he, yes. a bad life.
0: Yeah, I had a bad day when on Friday, yeah, maybe. Not we Friday. all have bad days, yeah. yeah, on Saturday, Friday, Saturday morning. Mm. We all have bad days, but how you 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 carry the bad day mm. or work upon it is what matters. So we're gonna be out there talking to the girls. Hopefully, I'll invite Slim mm. and you, Rosie, to join us on the tour. Absolutely, and share your story. You know, you never know who you're motivating. You may not. Change everyone, mm. but just changing but, you know, one person. And you
1: also never know who that one person is gonna be. That's why yeah. they you just about the door. Exactly. It could be the person on the bus or the person that you meet in the room exactly. wherever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: and you know, it would be it would feel good to say someone later on in life to say, you know, it's because of this mm-hmm. person mm. and that's why I'm here in life yeah. to have someone that they think about every time they're doing something because that's also very important yeah, yeah. that many people just don't know their direction in life yeah they don't know who they want to be they don't know where they want to go they're just living they're wafting not and, even living it's wafting yeah and once you're doing that you're just gonna be doing anything like mm. i like history about drugs i've gone through international schools and that was like the biggest thing. Mm smoking that was like the cool thing in school yeah. yeah because your kid, your parents have money and remember the parents that i was the kids i was going to, to school with their parents were always too busy mm. so they were always like house parties yeah you know there's always like alcohol drugs cocaine all. everything is there yeah and you know why because they this these kids don't have direction mm. they don't have they don't even know what they want to be yeah and I'm not saying like it's not bad to grow up on a silver spoon like mm. I have, but still. But but have that direction. And and I think mm. we I think we need to be admirable to your father for that
1: because a mm. lot of a lot of parents think we're just overcompensating by giving the kid yeah. a credit card or transferring yeah. those dollars or whatever. Yeah. And, you know
0: when I was studying, like mm. my dad always told me I loved like gadgets, I loved good things mm. and it would always be like, you know, when when you, like when you're in the first top five Or if you have like six A's mm-hmm. This is when you get a new phone Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the first time I actually bought a phone You mm-hmm. can't imagine So every time my dad used to take me to little like Parties or birthday parties yeah. And music used to go on And then I would say, oh I want to dance for the people mm-hmm. And actually the first time I was in the newspapers, people don't even know, or probably, I don't know, some know, was I used to mime like songs. And people used to give me money. So my dad used to keep it for me. Yeah. So after that, he bought me like a Motorola because that was the in-phone. But you see, that was working for the first thing that I ever owned. He used to keep the money for me and said, Okay, I'm going to use this money mm. to buy you the phone. Yeah. And the first time I had like, I used to watch so much of Rihanna Beyonce dancing mm. and I wanted those high thigh boots. Mm. And I told him, daddy, I want these da- boots because I want to dance in them. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, well, you have to keep dancing at all these parties. People <laughs> will give you the money and then I'll buy the thing <laughs> yeah. for you. So I feel like it's, you know, a gradual process and you literally have to work for yeah, stuff. You have to earn. You, you don't just get stuff. You mm. earn it. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And so that, ladies and gentlemen, is why we choose Waka stars.
1: It's not just about the talent. It's not just about how many Instagram follows people are following or, or, or pulling in, but it's about the passion and it's about knowing, knowing your place, but not in a negative way. It's knowing your place and, 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 and being able to to leverage what you have But also to be giving back yeah. You know that, that level of humility Especially in this Fast-paced world Where everything is As I said Instant gratification And If you don't have 10,000 likes You're not a likable person Which mm-hmm. is actually The other way around yeah. Um and so that's why it was very, very important for me to 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 record this podcast and have two phenomenally inspirational people. You know, um, I'm twice their age, and yet <laughs> yet I learn from them on a regular basis. I still would have loved to
0: see you eighteen or twenty one.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, popping bottles, baby. Yeah, yes, I, yeah. I was at it, girl. Uh-huh. Back back in the day, baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, for for our listeners, um, Slim, what is your Instagram, Twitter, Facebook page? Yeah,
2: Slim. Facebook's Jerome Slim Microphone mm-hmm. Twitter Slim Cam 23 Instagram is Slim Dope now, Otherwise, just go to the Waka page
1: um, That's Waka Agency On Facebook, Twitter and Instagram And Sheila, what are your what are your handles?
0: Instagram, Sheila Gashumba Twitter, <laughs> <laughs> Sheila Gashumba See himself bringing the whole MC gig To the interview Keep calm honey, it's not basketball time <laughs> Yes, Twitter, (laughs) Sheila Gashumba Instagram, Sheila Gashumba Facebook, (gasps) Sheila C. (laughs) Gashumba See this guy, it's too much (laughs) I, we, we, I got we, myself a new best friend, guys. Yes, Thanks to Rosie. And I love it. Too, I'm too, too ditching waka all babies. my friends. <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah.
1: laughs> Beautiful. Thanks guys so much for, for, for coming you for into the show. Thanks. And Thanks. and keep on an igniting that, that that waka spirit and that waka shine. For, for for those of you who don't know, waka is actually a Swahili word which means shine. And mm. if you're sitting looking at a fire and it's that last spark that goes out into the air, that is the waka. So any more information that you need for me, please follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, and, of course, Tumblr and LinkedIn. And it's all under Rosie Mutena or at Waka Agency. That's W-A-K-A-A-G-E-N-C-Y. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. And once again, it is Rosie Mutena from Pan-African Connect.